Good evening. Boy, isn't it great to be here? Kind of damp and wet and cool on the outside, but a great spirit of love, great spirit of being able to worship God together tonight, and we're blessed abundantly. Philip, thank you. Thank you for a wonderful service. Hadn't it been good to be here? Aren't you glad you made the decision to be here? Because there's a lot of other things we could be doing, a lot of other places we could be. But I'm grateful tonight that you've chosen to be here. And the very truth is that we've been blessed by being here, right? Our souls have been blessed. We've encouraged one another. And we've been able to worship God together through this song service. And I'm grateful. I'm encouraged. I'm uplifted by the very fact we've been together tonight as children of God. So church, thank you for the way you participated. Because as we were sitting on the front, my wife Debbie and I, and we were listening to you lift up your voice in song and praise to God. I'm gonna tell you something. We were encouraged and we were uplifted because you were singing it from the heart. You know, the word of God says, we're to sing with the spirit and we're to sing with the understanding. Tonight, you've demonstrated that. So thank you for blessing one another and for blessing our lives to be here together. Tonight, let's look together at Psalms 117. Psalms 117 is a great passage, as all the passages of God are, but Psalms 117 is actually the shortest chapter in the Word of God. So you know what it seems oftentimes we do, since it's the shortest chapter in all the Word of God, we just kind of zip, we zip right by it. We go right past it and we don't stop and give thought to what is the psalmist really saying? And I want us to say tonight, just because of its brevity, brethren, let's not overlook it. It may be short in verses, only two of them, but it is long in meaning. It is deep in magnitude and scope. And really, when you look at Psalms 117, what you're gonna find is the insights that it gives us is truly amazing. And you'll see that as we lift our voices together in what we have done tonight. And when you look at what the teaching of the psalmist is, it's amazing the theme that you see go through these two verses. Read with me, if you will. Psalms 117. Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles. Lord, or extol him, all ye peoples. For his loving kindness, or his merciful kindness, is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. If you'll notice, the very first phrase and the very last phrase are identical. Praise the Lord. And in between, the in-between section kind of gives us the reasons for doing that. In fact, there's two of those. When I read these verses over and over, it reminds me, you know, my guess is just a guess. But in the past two, three, four days, maybe even this afternoon, some of us have enjoyed a cake, you know, and it had a layer and then it had another layer. And in between, there was some type of really gooey, sweet, that just really made it mm, very tasty. When I read Psalms 117, the two cakes, if you will, that are identical. Praise the Lord. Now, let me say, as he says, now let me give you something inside that to give you the reason for doing that. Let me give you something that's very tasty. Let me give you something that's very sweet. And he gives you the motivation to do that. So what the psalmist does, he gives us these two wonderful attributes about God Almighty. First of all, he says in verse number two, I want you to see this. For his merciful kindness. You may be reading translation tonight that says his loving kindness. 
Notice what else it says. Your merciful kindness, O God, is great toward us. The psalmist doesn't just say, you know, the loving kindness, the merciful kindness of God, it, it's, it's good. I mean, it's something that you need to think about often. No, he identifies that by saying, this loving kindness of God is great. Prevails, literally. It prevails over us. And when you look at the word there, loving kindness, merciful kindness, what you really find is, it's a word that means the steadfastness of God's love. The steadfastness of his mercy. We just sang a song a few moments ago together. The steadfast of the Lord, what? Never. See, his mercies are always present. And that's exactly what the psalmist is saying here. In other words, here's a basic, fundamental, foundational characteristic of Jehovah God. What is it? You can trust him because he's always true. His loving kindness, his mercy is always upon us. His goodness toward us, it prevails upon us. It is great toward us. Then he says, there's a second reason. The second reason is found in the last part of verse two. And the truth of the Lord endures forever. Everlasting. Think about those two qualities, his truth. In God's dealing with his people, one thing we can rest assured and we take a great deal of confidence and a great deal of meaning in. Brethren, God has always, always dealt with his people with integrity. God has always been faithful. God has always been trustworthy. And the psalmist says, here's two things I want. Here's the goodness in the middle. Here are the reasons for praising God. Let me just say to you, brethren, I hope you participated in the the post-it notes and the listing of the uh, 10 reasons to praise God and to bless God. And, and if you didn't, you know what? It's not too late. You can still do that without the post-it marks, right? Because I'm gonna tell you what, it was a healthy exercise to be able to go back and look through again and be reminded to be able to go back and remember and then to just reflect upon the greatness of Jehovah God. And when I reflect upon the greatness and the goodness of God, then it gives me the reason to praise him. And so it was a good exercise. So I would encourage you if you did do that and then you can do it again. Maybe even once a month, it would be a great thing as a, as a family devotional, sit down together and just say, hey, let's think about the greatness of Jehovah God. And you go through and you read some of those passages that were in the bulletin last week. And you read over those verses again and you're going, oh man, you know what? That one kindly got by me. I forgot, I hadn't thought about that one in a while. So it's a way of remembering, refreshing. Because what I found it to be was very comforting and very thought provoking and very meaningful and very rich. To be able to just go back and say, oh, here's another reason to praise God. Well, the psalmist didn't give us 10,000 reasons in Psalms 117. He didn't even give us 10 reasons. You know what the psalmist did? In Psalms 117, in our text of the night, he gave two. He gave two reasons. And when I look at those two reasons, it would seem to me that perhaps, maybe it just could be that the reason he gave us these two fundamental, basic characteristics of Jehovah God is because, brethren, they are foundational in our walk with the Savior. They are foundational in our walk with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because just stop and think about it for a moment. The fundamental foundational attributes of Jehovah. 
What are they? His loving kindness, his merciful goodness, it is great upon us. And we can trust that because he is a God of truth. What better two foundational stones can you use to build your walk and your life upon than those two fundamental principles about God, about Jehovah God. And when you really think about them in an application, if it were not for the grace of God, none of us, none of us could be saved. For by grace, through faith, God's part, your part, have you been saved. But brethren, if it weren't for the grace of God, none of us have the hope of eternal life in heaven. We'd all be walking on the broad way that would lead to destruction, but thankfully, the grace of God allows us to have a hope of eternal life and the assurance of a beautiful place that is called heaven. So if it were not for the grace of God, none of us could be saved. Now, the second thing, according to Psalms 117, when you stop and think about the truthfulness of God, if we could not trust God, if we could not look into the B-I-B-L-E, the book for me, and to know that every word is trustworthy, it's truth, it's truth. Therefore, I can base my life upon and I can have the full assurance of what God has instructed me and what God tells me in his holy and divine word. So when you really stop and think about Psalms 117, let's not just zip by it. Think about it. Short in number of verses, but long and deep in meaning and encouragement for our walk with the King of Kings in your life tonight. See, you can trust God tonight. God says things like this. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. There's no rest, brethren, like rest in Jesus. There's no peace like peace in Jesus. Jesus says, I make his promise. Now you can rely on this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's the truth of God. Or maybe tonight you look at your life and you say, boy, I've kind of gotten derailed. And you know, just in the last week or two, as we've been looking for reasons and motivations for praising God, I've kind of gotten off track from where God would have me to be. And I need to come back to God. You know what his promises and the truth of his word says? Come unto me and I'll forgive you. In fact, your sins will never be remembered against you anymore as far as the east is from the west. you never remember them again. See, maybe tonight your heart has been convicted by the songs that we've been singing. Or maybe God has convicted you through his word just to say to God, as we sing this morning, I need you every hour. God is calling. The invitation is always open. Jesus wants you to come to him and have a life that you'll never have outside of him. The very foundational principles of Jehovah God. He'll be merciful toward you if you'll come and render obedience unto him. As together we stand and we sing.